0: grand, rising, and priming powerful beings. Shout out to you. It's the Holistic Motivator. And today I'm going to be talking about letting God fuel your inner child healing. Be like the children. The word says, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. There are some things that's blocking us from the abundance that we can have here on earth because we haven't healed from our inner child so this episode is going to be about letting God feel your inner child's healing if you knew that your father in heaven was looking out for you before you was in the womb as he said in Jeremiah 1 he said before I formed you in the womb I knew you before you were born I set you apart if you knew that your inner child already would have started healing baby So keep tapping into this episode of Ed Talks Daily as I talk about letting God fuel your inner child healing. Let's get it. Ed Talks Daily is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a holistic mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and in tune spirit? If you want to join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves, then Ed Talks Daily for you is for you. This is a podcast, so make sure you go to edtalksdaily.com so you can listen to this podcast on the go. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like and share so we can get this out to more and more people. And once again, if you love this, make sure you support this episode that I have going on by buying some shop teas from my herbal shop. So let's get into the subject. Ed Talks Daily. Letting God fuel your inner child healing. Letting God fuel your inner child healing is an inside out process now let me tell you something a lot of people don't recognize that even though you're an adult you operate out of childhood programming and we call it a program because unless you start to heal your inner child you react out of the inner child unless you really know what are some of the things that since you were young that has affected you, unless you really heal from those, you you actually don't do what you wanna do. You act out what you said that you didn't wanna do. So that was a deeper statement than it sounded like because a lot of times, I want you to go back to something you said that you said, I, never, I don't wanna do that. Or you were rebelling against it when you was a child and then now, you actually are doing the very thing you are rebelling against. Sometimes we actually don't like what our dad or our mom did, and we go, we do the same thing around to our children as parents. So that means that unless the inner child is healed, we act them out. And according to the psychology, between the ages of one to seven, you are actually being programmed. So a lot of people right now are operating based on what they learned between the ages of one to seven year old. Okay, because they were op- because part of their brain was literally being programmed to be a certain way. So that's why it's so important to raise up your child in the way that you want them to go. Okay, that's what the Bible said. Raise your child in the way that you want them to go. So the first seven years of a child, the way that you love on them is the way that they learned how to love others. Okay. So the way you love on a child between one and seven is how they learn how to love on others. According to psychology, there are seven different love styles that I I won't really go to all of them, but we can talk about a few of them that's obvious. And that is one of the love styles is the pleaser love style. Okay, I like to call these pseudo love style. So between one and seven, the way that you loved on your children is the way that they learn how to love. Now, why is that so important? Because the way that we love is a big Reason as to the way that we live, living and loving goes a lot because we're living in a We're really living out our desire to be seen, to be heard, to be understood and to be loved. So right now, the way that we are loving and the way that either people are abusing you or treating you is in relation to the way you were treated or abused. So we're actually repeating the very thing that happened to you. Somebody says, hurt people, hurt people. Let me tell you something. We all hurt in a way. Hurt people, hurt people, and we're all hurt in a way. We're all shattered inside in a way. We all had circumstances and situations happen in our lives that, that really hurt us. And as we become adults, we start to hurt other people's, people based on those styles of loving. Sometimes you wonder wondering to yourself like, bruh, I don't know, I, even though I don't wanna do it, what I, wanted to, what I don't wanna do, I do. What I do wanna do, I don't do. And you like, how come I, what I don't wanna do, I do, and what I do wanna do, I don't do? It's because, you don't know any better because you've only known what you'd known when you was a child. And you operating out of that. So I like what Mindy says. Healed people heal people. Absolutely. Right? That's the opposite of that. So that's why it's important that not only do we love like we've been hurt, but we also love like we've been healed. So basically... The way that we love, some people love by pleasing other people. Because when you was a child, you the way that your parents said that you were worthy of love is to please them. And if you didn't please them, you, you were put in a corner, or you wasn't worthy, you trash. If you don't do everything their way... You, you don't deserve love. And I let's reverse that. I don't need to do everything everybody's way to be loved by them. I don't need to do everything everybody's ways to be loved by them. Okay? That's an important thing. Comment that in the chat. And we find ourselves getting in relationships where people use you and abuse you and trash you and you do every single thing in order to please them so it's almost like they became a master and it's like you can't really serve two masters how are you going to serve two masters if you're ser- if you're making somebody an idol and you're loving them every single thing you do has to please them. Let me let's switch that around. The only per the only the only source I have to please is God. So this is good behavior. And even a lot of us take this love style and bring it to our relationship with Christ. Right. So we we only have a relationship with God when we think like I please I'm pleasing God. I'm doing right by, by by the scriptures. I'm following what I learned in the church. And we don't feel worthy by and we hide away from God unless we please God. And we are we are learning to then now we're taking the same hurt and we're bringing it into the into the father, which will make us whole because he literally says You don't necessarily have to please me for you to love you. I love, come as you are. Be like little children. Be vulnerable enough to give your whole self to me. So the pleaser is the person who says, you know what? I got to avoid any conflict by doing everything their way and not really doing things God's way. So literally you find yourself saying like, bro, I'm not even, if you don't want me to go to church, I'm not going to go to church. If you want me to do this, I'm going to do this. You give up your body. Even if you're like, man, I want to consecrate myself. Even for this fast, you might say like, yo, I don't want to have sex so I can fast for seven days. And then your husband or your boyfriend says, we nah, we can't do that. So you giving up your body, it's like you got a choice in that. So you don't want conflict, so you you run away from conflict by just... Saying okay, and we actually become a pleaser to people, to jobs, to government. We just please everybody everywhere. We want everybody to like you because you you be, have became a pleaser because that's how you learn to get love. So you found yourself shrinking as a child, so your parents can give you the love that God has already said you deserve. And then there's another person that says like, "Yo, I'm a victim." And this is a person who grew up in a very chaotic environment. Things were never really stable in your household. Even in the places where you're supposed to find comfort, the people you you trusted, they hurt you. you you raised in a chaotic environment. There was some verbal abuse or physical abuse or emotional abuse or spiritual abuse. You can be abused from a spiritual perspective, where people don't see you, they throw scriptures at you and like, oh, but the Bible says, but the Bible says, but the Bible said, are you following it yourself? <laughs> but the Bible said, what, the Bible said, if you don't get out of here with the Bible said. Like some people literally are so messed up in the head that they're going to hit you up in the head with the Bible trying to make you feel so guilty. Right, trying to victimize everything you do. So you you don't feel like, you feel powerless. You feel like a victim. And that, that affects your voice, your throat, your very gift. It's like the Lord had to tell Jeremiah, before you were in the womb, I knew you were in the womb. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. But Jeremiah, first thing he said was like, yo, I, but I, I'm just a child, I can't speak. He says, don't worry, Jeremiah, I have put my words in your mouth. Now, what if Jeremiah had to go to people and say, do you think I should be a prophet of the nations? Do you think that God's gift is true about me? What are they going to say to Jeremiah? They're going to say, Jeremiah, if you don't sit your child, child butt down here, um, they're going to say things like, hey, this is an adult conversation. Children don't talk like here. Okay. Jeremiah would have never became who he was because he didn't get his identity from God. He got an identity from somebody who was hurt already, who had a false identity. Hurt people hurt people, but heal people heal people, and the source of healing is God. So the ultimate father should be your father in heaven. So you may have grew up in a chaotic environment. You may feel powerless. You may feel like you don't have a voice. Even in relationships, you shut down your voice and work, you don't say what you need to be said, so you suffer in silence, and now you are internally angry at the world, and there's suppressed resentment, there's a feeling of of not being adequate, a feeling of inadequacy, a feeling of what you have to say doesn't matter, I want you to say this with me, what I have to say is valuable, and it needs to be heard at its appointed and right time. Not all of the time. (laughs) What do you have to say is valuable, but you don't need to say what's valuable at all times. There is a time and space for everything to be said. What I have to say is valuable and it needs to be said at its right and appointed time based on my discernment, not based on whether or not it's going to make you feel good or happy. So that means the appointed time to say things is not whether it's going to make somebody happy, but whether it's the right time. Somebody might be grieving and you don't need to bring your pot, your childhood things right now because they're grieving right now they're going through it you have to have a discernment. So somebody says Does that, doesn't that mean you're, you're trying to help them That just means you're being a kind human. They're grieving. why are you going to say that? Oh well when I was a kid you didn't do-. now you see that's just that's manipulation. That's manipulative. They're going through it and you bringing up old stuff that's not the right time. It's not that you're shutting your voice down. No, I, what I got to say is valuable. I need to say it all the time. Or let's say somebody, if we are finally having a family gathering when think where we're changing the script, where, where nobody's arguing, we're not going at it, but you still hurt that you don't see that God is healing by, by changing the exact thing that you've been suffering. So at this point, you want to bring it back to last Christmas. But how about this Christmas? It's changing now. How about you just say, you know what? This healing does need to be done, but this is not the right appointed time. This is actually the time for us to build a new way of loving. There are times where it's a new way of loving. And your inner child don't need to shout. Hear me. uh, Your inner inner child needs to be saying, oh, finally, I'm actually getting what I've been craving for. Let me be here right now. Let me be here right now. Let me not play the victim. It's not always about me right now. So guess what the victim is attracted to? The controller. The controller will control her and her the victim would be attracted to controller. And some people will be like, "Why is she always going back to those type of relationships?" Because her father was like that. And in her mind, she, she had been tricked to say that if they're a controller, they remind me of my dad, then I can find some pseudo love from them. Not real love. That's why I call these pseudo love styles, because they're not real love. They're just your mind playing tricks on you about what love is. And then when you really get into the body of Christ, he teaches you what love is, because he's the originator, not the controller of love. So when you don't have enough protection, like people didn't really protect you. In fact, the same people who are supposed to protect you, hurt you, abused you emotionally, physically, spiritually. You don't have the... Now it feels like, yo, people start to manage your life because you don't feel in control. So now guess what you, you start to do? You start to become the controller. You, you want to control everything now. I'm in control of this situation. You don't give me, you don't tell me nothing. So you can't even get led. So then the victim attracts to the controller. And guess what? The victim becomes the controller. It's so, it's, it's like, it's, it's so tricky. It's like, because I was once a victim, now I got to control every situation. Okay. So the victim is just like they go so together it's like it's like you can go back and forth it can be you both a victim and now you become a controller or you stay a victim and get attracted to a controller. So now you think you need to control every situation and everybody these are the bossy people who inside there's just suffering. They so bossy because they don't have control. So if everything is not the way that they want, they are verbally aggressive and very violent. Now, hear this with a grain of salt and I'm saying as a satire joke, and if your name is Karen, don't feel offended. <laughs> That's what they call people now, the Karen, all right? Just got, I want to get to that one out of my system real quick. Make it real funny, okay? So they just verbally aggressive and very violent. They want to control every situation like, yo, just chill out, calm down, stop being fearful, and put in your fearful as in, I'm in control, alright, y'all don't get scared, don't run away, alright, we just talking about it, alright, I, I know, I know. y'all get in your feelings, I already see it, okay, <laughs> don't get in your feelings, just a little jokey joke, we can have jokes, right, and then there's this next person, who's the vacillator, Okay. And um, my voice went down because <laughs> the facilitator grew up in an unpredictable parent and developed a fears of abandonment. So, because, you know, your father left or your father was in and out, mother was here, you have people come in your life, they're here, but they, they're not there. They're like, yo. So now everybody that comes in your life, you're like, they're only going to leave. So I'm going to leave them first. You kind of became so numb to caring about people. And because it's like, yo, they're going to leave anyways. Nobody really sticks around. So you crave consistent emotional connection, but you can become easily delusioned when reality doesn't match your idealized version of love. So somebody, you might be with somebody and they're living their own life. They got their own thing going on and they didn't call you for a day. And you're like, man, they don't really love me. They're about to, oh, they're about to leave me. They're just busy. They love you. <laughs> they're just a little busy. That's just your little inner child saying, love me, don't leave me. I love you. I finally found the one. And you got to give yourself some grace when you realize you've, do, you've been doing that. You got to say, okay. Is this the truth about the situation? Let me give them some grace and space. right? Because you was an unpredictable parent. Your parent was maybe drinking. One day they showed up. Another day their drinking version showed up. They probably were smoking. One day they showed up. And another day their smoking version showed up. They probably was a rolling stone. One day they was family man. Another day they were pimping men. (laughs) Pimping women. Or pip, whatever it goes around, women do the same thing. and me just let like the man do it. All right, mama was a rolling stone. Let well, say, mama was a ro- loose case. Okay, <clears throat> calm down, calm down. Okay, so <laughs> we got the facilitor. Okay, <laughs> it was loose, loose. Get you some pigeon PT leaves from my shop, though. Listen, more of on that shop. If you want to tighten that thing up. If you had some mileage on that thing, the tight pigeon Vagilites will get you right. All right. (laughs) We got to keep it fun. We got to keep it fun. Keep it funny. Got your attention. All right. So then we have the person who's called. You got some miles on that thing. The avoider. Here's the thing. When you come to God, God clears up all the mileage. In the spirit. But the body still got to snap back. (sighs) Alright. The avoider. There's the avoider who grows up in a home where it was like, yo, I just got to do myself. Like, I'm the guy who, I'll be in my room. I used to call myself Mr. Lonely. When I was a child, I called myself Mr. Lonely. I used to have Acon songs on repeat. Now it became my strength. But it's also part of my inner child that needs some healing. I just be by myself all the time. I said like people don't even text me. Yeah, so I guess I don't text people. Let's be real. I don't want who don't text. Me. <laughs> I text people when it comes to helping them with heat, with the purpose, and my purpose. But I need to do better on that, right? Because I was the loner guy who's always by himself, working in the gym. He wasn't with me shooting in the gym. I was literally in the gym, on a basketball court, on a track. That gave me a lot of focus. It it helped me, but I became an avoider, which God has been healing that over the years. So that's growing up in a home that values independence and self-sufficiency. So it's a strength, but it can become a weakness. Because you're independent. You know what I'm saying? So now you're comfortable with deep emotional expression you value the relationship but you might seem distant or disconnected and you know i now now a has been working on me i'm like i'm not so focused on like the stars and, and, and the signs and all of that but since you know i'm in an industry where you can relate okay i'm the aquarius that you call okay <laughs> so i'm the guy who really loves you but you won't even know it sometimes because i just be by myself so you're like where's ed And when Ed's around, you're like, it's like Ed never left. But I'm over here just working. I'm over here doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? But I really do love you though. But you probably never heard from me in a month. You're like, where where, where my brother at? I don't know, he just disappeared. (laughs) Because that's kind of like the life that you lived. And there's a close relationship between the vacillator and the avoider. Because you know, we probably had some childhood trauma where you were separated from people. But I was separated from my mom when I was a child, coming here and learning how to love. And I had to learn different love styles with the other people and my stepmother. And it was like different stuff. And it was like, all right, I'm going to just do my own thing. You can do you. I'm going to do me. You just stay over there. It's my room. It's your space. All right. I ain't got time to deal with that. You ain't going to control me. I'm independent. <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. I do what I want to do. You ain't the boss of me. How many of y'all said that? Somebody can relate to that. All right, y'all relating to that? Okay, now we're keeping it real because now it's getting personal. You ain't the boss of me. <laughs> so you become kind of a voider. Now I've learned to express express yourself. If I got a problem, I'm like, let's talk about it, sweetheart. We're going to talk about it. Let's not avoid this. We're not going to put it on the back burner. Let, let, let's let bring it about, all right? If my mom says something, trying to guilt trip me, I'm like, mom, please don't do that. I don't like that. With all love, Ma, I'm talking to you about right now, not about yesterday. I ain't got time to be guilt-tripping, holding things in. we going to solve this issue right now. Mom's like, okay, son, I hear you. I'm like, okay, Ma, the healing is happening. I love it. <laughs> okay? So you sometimes you got to talk to your mom kindly. But you got to tell her how you feel because she, be, she could be putting her childhood trauma on you. I'm like, am like, got we got to stop this. This ain't good for my mental health. Alright, and then I had two moms and two different love styles. I'm like, mom we're not about to do we're not both about to be avoiders. It's not gonna work. You're not gonna be an avoider, I'm gonna be an avoider, and we're gonna never talk for like a whole month. mom we're not doing that. We're gonna solve this issue. See, when I was a child, this is the thing, this is the switch says I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away all childish things. It's childish. To go and stop talking to somebody when you could just have a conversation Because either ways You're going to have to be in one another's life You're not going to never stop being my mom you're not, I'm never going to stop being your son So we're going to have to fix this We're not going to take a month Three months, six months We know what it is We've been through this long enough to know That this has to be mended eventually So why not shorten the gap And stop the hurt So avoiders This is a love stop okay so somebody says you will never guess I'm a loner yes I'm not just a loner I'm also quiet <laughs> oh he's quiet yeah glory to God I I speak a whole bunch now you're like how but I'm quiet I was the quietest kid you've seen in high school in the gym on the track by myself in a library by myself all right Be like isn't that the kid with the basketball everybody knew of me But they ain't know nothing about me. They just know, oh, yeah, that's the guy. He's focused. He's going somewhere. That's the most likely to succeed, dude. They voted me for that. But uh, we don't know nothing about him. We just know he wears a tie. He looks good. He got polo gear on. And he's smart. And he's an athlete. But we ain't never seen him at the party. (laughs) But then when he gets on stage, he's like, hey, I'm the poet. They're like, wait, you're a poet? Yeah, I'm the poet. Yeah, I just have to, the way I get my poetry together, oh no, is to stay away from y'all. <laughs> that's how I get my poetry together. I just got to stay away from y'all because if I won't get my poetry together, being around y'all. Okay. So that's kind of like the life that I lived. All right. So I just had, I guess I wanted to talk about myself a little bit as my phone got overheated as my laptop is getting overheated. And then we got the last one, which is the facilitator or secure connection. The facilitator, it typically came from a balanced and healthy home environment. You didn't really have it too crazy. It wasn't too polar. You didn't have bipolar parents or nothing like that. You kind of had it good. You, you, you really comfortable, right? With intimacy and independence. And you kind of like, you you can navigate the relationship with challenges and empathy and understanding. But when it comes with dealing with all the other types, you don't really understand them. You're like, what in the world? So that can create a disconnection because you can't really feel them like that. Because your environment was kind of safe. It was, it was a vibe. It was good. And you deserve to have that good environment. Don't feel bad about it. You don't need to say... Well, I have your childhood. My childhood trauma was not like your childhood trauma. I am, am in my back. Can you see me? Comment.